Blogs on Tape presents a reading of They Met in a Tavern, an old-school one-shot adventure by Jason Blaylock for use with the Black Hack. Available as a pay-what-you-want PDF from drivethroughrpg.com. Because My Kids Told Me To Cover Art, The Mighty Fight by Howard Pyle Interior art by Gordon Brown and Paul Mercury. Logo design by Gabe Tannenhaus. The Black Hack by David Black. Everything else is my fault. They Met in a Tavern. What's this? They Met in a Tavern is a single set piece scenario which includes four pre generated characters. It was originally written for one shot or convention use. Notes are also included for using the content in an ongoing campaign. What else do I need? You will need a set of rules, as well as dice, pencils, paper, and all the other usual accoutrements of the hobby. Footnote, although I have used several game systems to run the scenario, this present iteration is statted for use with the Black Hack, meaning that with minimal effort it should be usable with any addition or clone of Dave and Gary's venerable fantasy game. What's about to happen? About a day's journey by loaded wagon from a good-sized trading city, at the edge of a small farming community, sits a moderately successful inn and tavern called the Merchant's Rest. Due to an unlikely confluence of circumstances, four exceptional people, with as many reasons to mistrust each other as they have to cooperate, are about to be caught up in a tide of violence and dark sorcery which will threaten not only their own lives, but those of the local populace. Setting the scene. The Merchant's Rest consists of a two-story stone and timber inn and tavern, a spacious stable of similar construction, and a well. The whole compound sits just off the main road about a quarter mile from the village and is surrounded by a low stone wall. The innkeeper's living quarters are off the ground floor adjacent to the kitchen. Two stable hands and the former soldier who serves by providing security as well as reshoeing horses and performing minor Wainwright tasks for patrons share rooms above the stable. Presently, the serving staff all live in the nearby village. There are six private rooms on the upper floor with sufficient space in the common room for a substantial number of additional overnight guests. Introducing the cast. Since this scenario is mainly intended for one-shot use and set in no particular setting, the four characters primarily involved are herein left unnamed and non-gendered to be more easily made to fit the preferences of the players or the requirements of the world. The Scholar Presently a resident at the Merchant's Rest while studying a nearby megalithic ruin. You are a well-known alchemist, linguist, and expert on matters involving the occult. You are tolerated by both the nobility and religious authorities due to your willingness to lend a hand when such expertise is needed. Recently, however, rumors have begun to circulate that your present researches may be less than wholesome, and you've been told that the Inquisitor has been dispatched to look into the matter. The Scholar is a level 4 conjurer whose statistics and abilities are described on page 6. They carry a silver ritual blade and know the spells Charm, Detect Magic, Light, Shield, Web, and Knock. 
You have far too many valuable research materials and the like in your rented rooms to leave behind for any reason short of a life-threatening situation. The Former Soldier You spent years fighting for your local lord in one of the wars of religion which has recently troubled the region. When the wars ended, being somewhat disenchanted with both the nobility and the clergy, you took up a position with the merchant's rest. When your younger cousin, the pagan, asked for help with disposing of a troubling artifact, you informed them of the scholar's presence at the inn. The former soldier is a level 4 warrior whose statistics and abilities are described on page 8. They carry a fine sword and have a chain hauberk, a crossbow, and a large shield in their room above the stable, but unless given a good reason, will only be wearing a quilted gambeson. The Inquisitor. Having joined a militant religious order at a young age, you have served against the enemies of the faith on battlefields across much of the known world. With the lull in larger conflicts, the religious authorities have once again turned their attention to rooting out internal problems, and so you have been sent back to an area where you once before arrested a group of apostates to discern whether the scholar yet remains a friend of the faith. The Inquisitor is a level 4 cleric whose statistics and abilities are described on page 10. They carry a blessed mace and know the spells Cure Light Wounds, Detect Evil, Bless, and Silence. They will be wearing chain mail and carrying a large shield upon arrival, but if not interrupted, will likely rent a room and stow those items in favor of a religious habit before attempting to meet with the scholar. The Pagan a younger cousin of the retired soldier. You remained at home during the recent wars of religion and, always a rebel, were convinced by a charismatic adherent of the old faith to leave behind the rights of your family. A few years ago, several members of your religious group were arrested by the Inquisitor. You were able to remain hidden during the arrest and later used your skills to help the others escape before they faced trial. Recently, the leader of your sect became obsessed with a certain artifact of the old faith, which you were able to retrieve from a bishop's private vault. After the artifact was acquired, the formerly calm, nature-focused worship of your community has taken a dark turn, and your leader has begun preaching about the need for human sacrifice to cleanse the land of the taint of the new faith. When you confided in your cousin about your situation, the retired soldier told you of a scholar who was studying at the merchant's rest who might be able to help, so you reacquired the artifact and headed to the inn. The pagan is a level 4 thief, whose statistics and abilities are described on page 12. They carry a short sword or bow, and will arrive at the inn wearing leather armor and carrying a small shield. While they might be convinced to leave their shield and bow in a room, they are unlikely to doff their armor or part with their sword until the artifact has been satisfactorily dealt with. And so it begins. The scholar will spend most of the first day in their room, poring over notes regarding their present research, coming down to the common room in the late afternoon for the evening meal. The former soldier is busy repairing the merchant's wagon throughout the afternoon and, if not interrupted sooner, will continue to work until the pagan arrives just before dusk. The inquisitor will arrive in the mid-afternoon and, if not interrupted, will seek to rent a room, bathe, and change clothes before returning to the common room to attempt to speak with the scholar during the evening meal. 
the pagan will arrive just before dusk, seek out their cousin the former soldier, and attempt to be introduced to the scholar. It is likely that the interaction between the scholar's pride, the inquisitor's suspicion, and shared history with the pagan will produce a great deal of tension, if not outright conflict. When that tension seems to be reaching its peak, but before a physical altercation can begin, our antagonist will make an appearance. The Opposition the leader of the cult to which the pagan belongs has, since acquiring the artifact, been slowly corrupted and is now completely possessed by a spirit calling itself the Remover of Bonds. Its one goal is to conduct a human sacrifice using the artifact, an act which, it believes, will free its master from imprisonment in whatever hellish place it came from. Upon arriving at the merchant's rest, the remover of bonds will use its charm ability on one of the stable hands, who it finds drawing water from the well before entering the common room. The creature will interrupt whatever conversation or argument is underway, demanding that the pagan return the artifact immediately. Failing that, the remover of bonds will order the charmed stable hand to take the artifact from the pagan. As soon as the artifact comes into view, the remover of bonds will speak several words in a language unknown even to the scholar, causing the artifact to grow briefly warm and produce a deep, gong-like tone completely at odds with its small size. The following round, two creatures which appear to be young men with taloned hands and the heads of antelope will appear as if they had been lurking in the shadows of the common room and rush to attack the pagan. Should one of these minor demons be slain before the artifact has been neutralized, two more will appear to take its place the following round. Should the remover of bonds manage to take possession of the artifact, it will attempt to withdraw and return to its human followers to prepare for a ritual sacrifice. The antelope demonlings are a one-hit dice creature with two claw attacks and a gore. They take half damage from non-magical weapons, can be turned as undead, and cannot enter holy ground. The Remover of Bonds is a six-hit dice creature. It takes half damage from non-magical weapons, carries two small knives, and has acidic spittle. It can cast Charm as the spell once per hour. While possessing a human host, the Remover of Bonds is not subject to being turned by a cleric, and can freely enter holy ground. The Artifact the item in question is a small bronze statuette of a kneeling human figure with the head of something very like an antelope. The horns extend above the head to a length which doubles the overall height of the statue and are extremely sharp. The figure, although robed, is very obviously intended to be female and quite gravid. Ending the Threat there are several possible methods which could successfully neutralize the threat posed by the Remover of Bonds and its minions. First, killing the Remover of Bonds' host before it can activate the artifact will seemingly end the problem. However, anyone touching the artifact with bare skin must test wisdom with failure indicating that they have become the new host for the Remover of Bonds. Second, destroying the artifact will instantly cause any remaining antelope demonlings to collapse into pools of tenebrous slime before fading away completely. The remover of bonds will also be banished to whence it came, leaving the corpse of its former host a withered husk. Third, returning the artifact to consecrated ground will stop it from calling forth any more antelope demonlings and deprive the remover of bonds of its charm ability 
the creatures could then be slain normally. There is a small, low, narrow stone church in the center of the nearby village, the steeple of which can just be seen from the inn. The church is notable only for being the burial place of a militant saint whose great silver maul is kept in a reliquary behind one of the side altars. Destroying the Artifact The artifact can be destroyed by combination of arcane and clerical magic, such as a bless spell, which would also cause the artifact to cease summoning antelope demonlings until it was reactivated by the remover of bonds, followed by a knock spell. Any other method the Game Master finds plausible should also work, such as smashing it with the Saint's Maul from the local church. In an ongoing campaign, the easiest way to use the events and characters presented here as part of an ongoing campaign is to have your players' characters be guests at the Merchant's Rest as these events unfold. So as not to steal the spotlight from your PCs, ensure that characters described herein continue to be so angry and mistrustful of one another that they're unable to take any useful action towards resolving the crisis without prompting from your players' characters. This has been a reading of They Met in a Tavern, an old-school one-shot adventure by Jason Blaylock. Read for you by Nick L.S. Whalen. If you've written a module that you'd like to hear read aloud, I'd be happy to hear from you. You can get in touch with me at ls at paperspencils.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>